Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. How are you doing? It is Nile and Andrea here on our monthly sojourn into new music recommendations. We're going to be sojourn. talking about, yeah. Well, I mean, we're getting into summer now. Summer sojourn, summer journeys, summer arrow um, journeys. Perhaps we're going to um, talk about music that we loved in the last month. And I don't know about you, Andrea, but I found it very, very busy in terms of new music this month. So much so that there's a lot of albums that when I was going through the list this week, realized I haven't even properly got to or given a second listen yet. So there's loads to go through and there's loads of albums I'm sure many people have opinions on that we probably won't even get near. Like there's a there's a new national album, which I've been seeing mixed notices for myself. I, pu- I put it on today to see if I wanted to include it in my list. Like I like the national fine but i got maybe like halfway through the first song and i was like do you know what i'm actually just not in the mood for this right now and i'll end up just not liking it because i'm not in the form for it so i just left yeah um but maybe next i mean that's it sometimes you're just not in the form for for those kind of things and not in the mood Mm -hmm. for for especially the national but i've seen a couple of uh two actual articles which were both saying the same thing about the new national album um that it's kind of getting a bit old now Mm. or it's it, it itself has grown into yeah, it's oldness and uh, it's no longer um, subverting the idea of being dad rock. It is just dad rock. So, yeah, interesting to discover. But I'm, we're not going to be talking about that anyway. No. But what we have, we'll, we'll be talking about is um, I have a couple of albums to recommend, a lot of uh, single tracks. Try to stay on the um, kind of we haven't featured this before brand new discovery kind of vibe for once maybe maybe there's one artist here i've mentioned before but other than that that'll be it what about yourself i think i've uh chosen only women again um <laughs> just looking at the yeah but i mean yeah definitely our, our artists i've talked about before i've talked about before one new yeah a little mix except the fact that they are all white women i'm sorry <laughs> well like it's just who i was listening to sorry. this month i didn't sorry. have quite the same um 
like not gonna cancel yet no no thank you yeah i didn't have quite the same feeling of overwhelm this month because i just I, you know those months where you just don't really listen to a lot of new stuff and you're just i don't know yeah. busy or you're, you're just like i'm not in the form for a new album today i'm not in the mood to discover something new i just want to go back to my old faves um, i'll be honest and, we yeah. spent a lot of, i spent a lot of time as a joy paul this month because of yeah Coachella and, and uh, frank and yeah you know. there was a lot of like kind of stuff in the news and coachella and all of that that kind of led me to listen to previously released stuff but yeah i also listened to a lot of joy paul this month episode on joy paul and frank ocean's coachella appearances in which niall goes into the kind of history of Jai Paul and who he is and what he's done and why we love him is uh, on the feed. So go listen to that's it. Right. That's a fun episode. That I was that a fun one. episode. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, as well as that, of course, last week's AI and music special, because as we discussed, there's just so much to talk about in terms of uh, AI and music at the moment and what's going on. And we actually got a couple of nice emails, uh, one in particular from Alex, who um had some interesting thoughts and sharing yes. a tweet from Massive Attack, actually, which uh, makes a salient point about AI and music. I think there's there's so much more to explore in AI and music that we didn't really discuss. And a lot of it is to do with the kind of um, moral and creative issues that we didn't discuss. Like, is Massive Attack's tweet was, is the discussion, should AI recreate music or is the discussion why is contemporary music so homogenized and formulated that it's really easy to copy? <laughs> Which mm. is a fair point. Because yeah. a lot of that new Drake stuff uh, that's been AI'd or like copied by AI or people are using is, um, it sounds a lot like something that Drake might release himself. And, you know, and there's there's wider implications about uh, if AI is generating music, whether it can create, um, you know, new genres or, or, or things that we are interested in. But if you're taking from an existing source you know mm. is it going to innovate necessarily music probably not and actually i think we had a bit of that discussion in in our discord as well uh shout out to the discord if you want access to that it's patreon.com for slash nine or nine for five or a month um yeah there was a few questions there about um digital blackface and uh column was talking about kind of we we talked about this before in terms of like creating releases from maybe artists who have passed away or or artists who are no longer in their prime and mm. um, so people creating music out of nothing and uh like what difference is is it to find some unfinished artist work uh, or to create something that could be perceived as that um from AI so mm. I think there's interesting things still going on there um, and there's an so. interesting parallel with the with the conversation uh, of AI in music and the current, um, the latest in Ed Sheeran's kind of court appearances um, with the mm, Marvin Gaye yeah. estate. And I, I feel like those two stories this month, like happening in tandem has been really, really interesting because will AI end up offering artists protection in terms of um you know, intellectual property and, you know, copywriting melodies and stuff. And you're like, well, well, I didn't write it. It was my AI wrote it. And, you know, yeah. it's um, and he he has uh, threatened or promised, depending which side of the sheer and aisle you're on uh, to quit music if he loses this case. So it's one I'm watching very carefully um, because the implications of it. So that's yeah, also been going on this month. 
and actually related to the posthumous releases um I didn't read the story but I just saw a headline that Amy Winehouse some of her journals are going to be published and that made me feel icky as well it's always that feeling of like remember when those those prince tapes were um released posthumously uh, like all of that stuff. Maybe we'll do like a, a Kirk a, Cobain's a, diaries as well. Yeah, yeah. Like we that. might do an episode on that um later on in the year about kind of posthumous yeah. stuff and yeah, because it can get kind of icky and morally grey and a bit odd. And but I think all of that, like that's it it connects in with copyright and it connects in with the potential implications of of AI as well. So interesting time yeah. yeah very interesting times. i think you put me on to adam neely in the first place did you? yeah um, yeah i love adam he is a really good video about uh, the court case and uh, uh very quickly makes the case um i think it's a really interesting video if you want to watch it adam neely and uh the ed sheeran case mm. if you don't know uh, very briefly you know how do you describe it uh the likely did he did Ed Sheeran actually plagiarize Marvin Gaye is the name of the video and it talks about the lawsuit, but it also talks about how in music we use signifiers and not necessarily tropes, but they become tropes. But, you know, characteristics of mu- of different types of music in which to denote a different style of music or to mm-hmm. use in this case, uh, the Marvin Gaye song in question is a doo-wop style or a ballad style. So who owns that style is the question really mm. um, that that court case is kind of uh, positing because does can Ed Sheeran credibly, you know, make a song in the style of a whatever genre or subgenre or uh, that has previously gone before? And, and I think that's interesting to ponder because even a lot of soul music, a lot of R&B music, a lot of rap music, there's a lot of very repeating patterns and things that we use in music that denote um, you're part of a club almost. Mm. And it's not necessarily copyright, but when when the the notes might be exactly the same or sound exactly the same or the spaciousness of the drums or the way that the fills are used denotes something. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's like, OK, so if you if you uh, use uh, write a song that sounds that, that produces the snare like Metallica did on that uh, album uh is it death magnetic um then are you ripping them off or are you yeah you know, the country, you know there's questions why, around these why things why is there so much focus on melody in these um in these copyright lawsuits and not things like like timbre like what you're describing um i know yeah. that, that that comes into it but yeah absolutely and also like marvin gay didn't invent what he was doing on that track like he was he was also in conversation with you know musical tropes or musical ideas that denote whatever emotion he he wants to do so it's 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 really tricky and complicated and I know I know it's very easy to say like we are going to run out of melodies but like we kind of are going to run out of uh chord progressions and melodies if we're going to say like okay you can only use these notes in this pattern with this rhythm once without yeah. paying that person you know it's it, it, like like the folk revival in the 1960s like what would that have looked like like if like everyone was just using the same guitar patterns like what about like just kind of folk music generally i always come back to folk music on this in the same way that you, you you're bringing up hip-hop it's like 
yeah, it, it, it's a it's a style and it's you're part of a club, you're part of a, a genre um, and you're in conversation with other people. But that conversation, like everything under our kind of current system, it becomes something to monetize. And I don't think that you should yeah. be allowed to just rip off somebody. But there, like, there has to be a kind of a, a it's, middle ground. It's the awkward, uncomfortable truth about music making. When actually Alex Borick, who is a producer and does a lot of stuff, well, produced one of our uh, favorite albums, actually, Neve Regan's Hemet, uh, among others. Um, so he he sent us a very uh, thought provoking email. But one of the points about what he was saying in the email was actually about um, what we do as what people do as artists is they often create Spotify players, they get into a mood board to get the creative juices flowing working on a project like an album uh, or searching for a specific iconic sound. He talks about Tame Impala's drum sound and then later the 80s gated drum sound from Phil Collins. Does Phil Collins own that drum sound? You know, that is kind of the question that this kind of um, court case is, is almost positing. It's like, is that what is happening here? Can somebody conceivably own a technique or a style and uh, that gets a bit more um, difficult when it's it probably gets a bit more um, well when there's a lot more money at stake (laughs) that's Mm. when it gets when people are way more interested in these kind of things so thanks to Alex for that email uh, uh, very uh, thought provoking as well I'm sure we'll return to that at some point but for now, it's time to ditch, dip into uh, our favorite, uh, some some music recommendations of the last month. So let's start. Would you like to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, my first choice is from an artist called Anna St. Louis, and the song is called Better Days, and it sounds like this. lovely song she is a midwestern born california based singer songwriter who released her debut album if only there was a river back in 2018 and better days is the first single i think there's two out now um from upcoming album in the air which is out on the 9th of june and it's just a really lovely folk tune. She describes it as having a lot of sadness, but a lot of hope, uh, which is how I would describe my taste in music. Um, it's kind of straightforward and sweet and allows her really beautiful and tender voice just to kind of um, carry the tune through. And yeah, just a really nice song that I've been enjoying. I look forward yes. to this album. I think it's very nice. Okay, great. Already new to me. Um, that's great. Anna St. Louise. Uh, uh, Louis? Is it Louis or Louise? L- I think that's St. Louis. Th- th- Saint Louis? 
I think the Saint city Louis, is St. Louis, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know those, some of those American places. Which I know. Yeah. And they don't fully pronounce or sometimes they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lovely. Um, so I look forward to hearing that. Um, I decided my first track for this month would be a band who are playing there here this week, because uh, if you hear this in time, you may get a chance to go. Um, they are called Benefits. They are from... Uh, Teesside near Newcastle, uh, kind of a noise rock Newcastle. spoken word. You said band. that like a Newcastle person. Did I? Newcastle, yeah. <laughs> Newcastle. Okay, uh, track uh, I'll play for you. The album came out uh, last week. It's called Nails and it is pretty hard as nails, to be honest. There's a lot of shouting stuff. There's a lot of talk about uh, Sick Britain is the name of one of the songs. There's uh, tracks called What More Do You Want, Traitors, Council Rust, Marlborough Hundreds. This is the one that got it for me. I'll come back and tell you a bit more about it. It's called Warhorse. There's Albion spoiled children aching for fame yet again. They're fucking on the cliffs of Dover on that post war hangover. I'm basking witless wonder. All this historic racist blunder. And we sit and we sit, roll over. Now sit, entitled dribbling disasters. Yet they're not your fucking masters. You are not here for their entertainment. You are not here to make them money, do not beg, do not bow, do not curtsy, do not beg, do not bow, do not curtsy, as this means That's a band called Benefits um, playing Ireland this week. Um, if you're listening Thursday, May 4th, they're in Belfast, uh, Deer's Head, uh, Friday, Limerick in Dolan's, Saturday, Dublin in the Workmen. So looking forward to seeing what they're like. Oh, Kingsley Hall. They'll the be here. Uh, I, I'm just surprised they're not playing at the coronation on Saturday. I assume <laughs> they would have been asked. Yeah, I mean, they got out of, they got out of the country here because, you know, they didn't Probably want a good go. idea. Uh, not like Nick Cave, who was going. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Like, all right, not to get into it, but I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Nick Cave has played in Israel. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he he he, he, he does does some mind flips sometimes, maybe. Yeah, um, I don't know. But anyway, Benefits, anyway. The, this album was uh, is released on George, uh, Jeff Barrow's uh, Invada Records, which also releases the likes of Beak, his own band, and Billy No Mates. Um, so that is kind of the... The, the vibe, uh, the album was produced by uh, Jeff uh, Barrow after he saw them play in Bristol. Uh, Agit pop music informed by Brexit and the divisive nature of modern Britain is all about that. That song, Kingsley Hall says, at some point, if the boot continues to stamp on us, we're going to react. Things bug me. They start as little lurks and become fiercer. It can take days, sometimes minutes. The phrase cost of living being blurted out by an MP when confronted with the poverty of their constituents, simpering and groveling to decrepit hierarchical systems, pageantry and pomp in a time of austerity and cuts, war horses battle. It's about being tired of being told there's no options left, by being told to bow and courtesy and to shut your face. So I don't think they're going to the coronation somehow. No, so. no. It would be surprising <laughs> if they did. Um, yeah. And they won't be doing that really weird thing where all the Brits have been asked to, like, no matter where they are, just swear allegiance to the king. <laughs> That's so weird. Even if you're in the loo kind of thing. Like, literally, yeah. It's like... um. Like remember when we were like 
when they were like cla- the loo <laughs> when when everyone was clapping for the NHS and it was at like a certain time or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone yeah. does it at one time. It's like I don't know. It seems yeah, kind of weird, kind of. I must ask my Irish friends who live in London what 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 happens when. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they won't be persistent betting, mm. but anyway, <laughs> that was benefits and warhorse. So, uh, what do we got? Um, I like the sound of benefits. Um, I will listen to them. Um, my next one. Okay, I cheated. This didn't come out in April. I'm sorry. I thought it did. Um, that's okay. That's friend right. of the show, though he's never been on the show, but my other. The other podcast I host, Juvenalia, Al McGuire, sent me uh, this next song and said it reminded him of the Cardigans, and I agree. Um, it is Biba Doobie uh, featuring Claro, and the song is called Glue Song. It came out in February. I'm sorry. Here it is. So Biba Doobie first um, played this on NPR last year, I think, and it was picked up by her fans. Um, was uh, I didn't see it, but apparently shared around TikTok a lot and was like a TikTok sound, um, that, that recording of it. And then um, she got Claro in and they recorded it together and put it out on Valentine's Day, which is very nice. Um, I like their voices together. They're very different styles of singing yeah. very different tones but they work really really nice together i like the little horn bit in the in the instrumentation and it's just very like actually i think a lot of the songs i've chosen today are very kind of sweet and just nice comforting um tunes just very sweet tunes and yeah nice, i really like that one relaxing tune only yeah. two minutes and 15 seconds long yeah short and sweet um which Lovely. i like yeah two minutes 15 seconds and two people singing on it i admire that um Brilliant. yeah so yeah just a really nice sweet song um i love saying biba doobie biba doobie uh, yes yes just i think great. we discussed this before how much biba doobie. we enjoyed that it's just lovely mm. and claire mm. claro's good too but you know um yeah but not this one not, not this one, one. But uh, yeah, that's Beba Doobie. Doobie song is called uh, Glue Song. Glue so song. I'm going to recommend an album that came out last Friday first. Um, first of all, I'll play this for some reference because it sets up who the artist is. People probably know this song more than they know this artist themselves. It's a, a Dutch artist called Tom Trago and this is his kind of big dance tune. But you can't make me lose my cool Yes, I'm a liberated woman, but that shouldn't make you be so cold. I can't let you use me. 
That is a song called Use Me Again and Again uh, samples Millie Jackson's um, album or song. Uh, we used to hit it off. And uh, that's a really good album I have on vinyl, actually. Um, I would recommend it. We got we got to hit it off, which is, uh, you've, you've heard that probably sample a lot. Yeah. But that was the original one that was probably repopularized the track. Uh, is from, I think it's from 2012 or so. Is it something like 2016 or something? Um, it's an older, old enough tune anyway. So uh, that's that. Uh, but the context for what I'm about to play is a bit different. So this is uh, Tom Trago has been doing other things. He's been uh, living in Amsterdam. Uh, his DJ career was, uh, you know, worldwide doing all that business. And then, but um, I guess you know things change. And and uh, this is his sixth album. It's called Deco, and it's much more ambient and much more relaxed. It was actually kind of a desire to create electronic lullabies for his young daughter um so that's kind of where it came from and the 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 title is called deco which is actually inspired by it's the name of a sauna that he would uh, visit to decompress and detoxify after djing um long weekends and stuff so so that kind of gives you the idea of where this album why does that make me think of of matson from succession and (laughs) All of the the the, oh, well, of course. the Swedes being like sauna, <laughs> sauna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it kind of just shows you it's kind of a bit renewal and looking after yourself. Um, he moved to the coast uh, with his young family. Uh, decompression became a much extended period, uh, other than the actual sauna or sauna that he started in. So this is an album that I came out on Rush Hour. I'm going to play a little bit of a track called "To Be Left Unlocked." Brief snippet of a track called To Be Unlocked from Deco from Tom Trago. Um, he kind of album came out of, as I said, moving to the country, having his daughter often by his side, making uh, songs, cutting back on DJ commitments to prioritize family life, which is something that happens a lot. I think a lot of uh, DJs who, who bang it out when they're younger, doof, doof, and doofing all over the world. Then they go and find uh, when things happen and they grow up and, and they're looking after another smaller creature, they have to... There, and I think when people get older, generally, they, they kind of explore different things. And I think it's kind of mm. a, it's almost a trope at this point where like the the 4-4 DJ comes back making an ambient uh, uh, album and, and get really into jazz, dad jazz or, mm. or ambient jazz. You know what I mean? We saw that uh, actually in our conversation with uh, Richie Egan talking about kind of relocating and growing up and getting a bit more into like soundscapes and soundtracking like moments of not isolation but like moments of being on your own and introspection and things like that so yeah it's definitely yeah i think it also has to do with you know when you get older you 
I think you feel more things. Um, well, I, I certainly have that experience uh, of when you're younger, you're you're less concerned about your your own inner workings and your um, introspection and you're more concerned with just doing stuff and you're less concerned or worried about um, you just have this youthful uh, confidence that allows you to get past and do whatever you want and then when you get a bit older mm. you're like am I actually able for this or do I want to do this <laughs> you know what I mean you're yeah like, you don't have that that uh, youthful vigor that uh, kind of uh, bodies everything in its way including um, any inner inner turmoil or, or worries you might have and mm. a lot of the times people turn to softer music in which to calm their um their nervous system and their mental health and their and their their brains and and that is the same for when people make music as well so i mean i wouldn't know because i'm just so young um but yeah, yeah i yeah i definitely understand that i th- i feel like my youthful vigor is like dwindling <laughs> since like the beginning of the fan. and it, it also might no, be no, like a no, kind no. of a as in the, uh, in the famous words of the cores we are so young now we are so, we are so young, young so, so young, young now, now. <laughs> but i think it, it might also be like a post-pandemic thing a post-lockdown yeah. thing that's true um, as well and that's yeah that's like fair because i think a lot of yeah, artists had has... had time to just like like figure out what it means to make music not for like people in the room with you and just kind of have that like one-to-one like it's me making the music and you listening to it on your headphones like one-to-one conversation with people and we definitely saw that like there was obviously oddly a lot of dance music like a lot of kind of major label dance music that came out um during the pandemic but I'd say the vast majority of artists who were releasing stuff in the pandemic were doing it like with this sort of introspection and isolation bent in yeah. mind. And as we so. discussed, that that music is still coming out now. Yeah, um, for sure. And, yeah. and still unfurling into the world. So this is possibly some of that as well. So yeah. Mm. Um that's Tom Trago album is called Deco. So yeah, check that out. Not named after a particularly burly Dublin character, just a yeah. sauna in in Amsterdam. So there you go. Yeah. Um, same with Claro. I I always imagine Claro being like what a, a Dublin person would call their friend Claire. Um, All right, Claro. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, someone else who's had a lot of change actually, and now has a child and has relocated to Los Angeles, I think, and also lost her father. Um, since we last heard from her six years ago, is Feist who has released um, a new album this month called Multitudes. I have two tracks from it to play. The first one is called In Lightning and as in In Lightning. Um, And it's the opening track from the album. And it sounds like this. I feel what love could be Truly illuminated The future does the Flash to show our natural age 
she's such a safe pair of hands I think when we were last talking about her on the podcast when she released the first single from this album I was saying that like just hearing her voice and her style again just sort of brings me back to just feeling so like just I was I just I loved her albums so much they meant so so much to me when I was younger um and now being being that bit older um it is like kind of returning and like having a conversation with like a best friend who you haven't seen in years um i mean you, you could say we haven't heard from her in six years or so but obviously earlier earlier this year or was it late last year um she dropped out of late last year she dropped out of the arcade fire tour um famously on the after the first night uh, in dublin um, after sexual misconduct allegations came out against uh, Wynne Butler. Um, so it's nice to see her in the um, in the music press for her music again. Um, I, Multitudes, the, the album, it's kind of, yeah, like I said, Safe Pair Hands, it's the kind of thing we've come to expect from her. Very soft melodies, very, you know, her obviously very distinctive voice, her very imaginative lyricism, lovely guitar playing as well um enlightening the song we just heard there is like i said the opener and yeah it just has that beautiful harmonies that kind of strange cacophonous instrumentation that is like the right amount of experimental and the right amount of um restrained as well and controlled which is really lovely um and yeah, the second track I've chosen is one called Hiding Out in the Open, which is just that exact kind of understated, beautiful blend of like soft harmonies that just made me fall in love with her like all those years ago. And yeah, I, th I think it's just it's one of my favorites on the album. It's so beautiful. So this is Hiding Out in the Open. Wants to be the thing compelling you. What we should probably say, what we should desperately for a few more days. And anyway, I'll pretend not to hear until you whisper it in my Yeah, so that's Feist, uh, Multitudes. I've not yet to give that a proper listen. Oh, you'll like it. The, you'll really like it. Yeah, I've listened to it once. The origin is, uh, it came from a show um, mm. that Feist did. I think the last time she was in uh, in Ireland before that was uh, the Sounds of the Power Festival, which she's coming back to in September. Did you cut that? I didn't. Um, she's playing Cork Opera House on Thursday, 7th of September. So oh. uh, tickets are on sale. Uh, when is that? Uh, May 12th, uh, along with Wilco, 
uh, support from Anamika and Bonnie Light Horseman, uh, orchestral arrangements by Bryce Desner, which uh, will also include Anais Mitchell, Eric D. Johnson, and, and Josh Kaufman. Uh, Mary Hickson, the festival director of Sounds from Safe Harbor, is fairly instrumental in Vice's multitude show itself. I think she kind of helped produce the uh, creative vision. Uh, to do with the show is it's well uh, uh, so she's been very active in that and uh, I think that's really interesting so she'll be back this year at Cork Opera House and last time she did that kind of I think she did the multitude show mm. kind of like I think the idea is originally it was kind of like trying out things in, in front of an audience um, and then it got more developed and obviously uh, became its own thing so it is billed as the Vice Multitude Show, so it is on down at Cork House on Thursday, 7th of September. I've never been year, down so. to Sandsman Safe Harbour, but maybe I'll go this year. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. I did some music trail stuff for them before, which was great. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what they have coming up this year. Uh, other than that, there is some good stuff. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There. Okay, my next uh, choice is uh, around from that part of the woods. He's sometimes associated with Cork, um, sometimes associated with Kerry. And that is kind of the subject of the song because he's sometimes associated with his uh, Wirral upbringing because his name is Laurie Shaw. He has over 100 albums and uh, somehow um, he has managed to persist with making albums all the time. He has another one coming out very soon. This is uh, all about coming from uh, a place that is neither one here or there or one town or another. It's called Satellite Towns by Laurie Shaw. It's nine minutes in total so we're going to dip in for a quick listen to uh, some of Satellite Towns. Drama on the BBC Two. I'm from a little village called Frankby. It's got a farm and a play school and a dog that put me off them for life. I'm also from Kemmer. Yeah, I know. Technically, I never lived there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Don't think I don't know. Schools and pubs and first bits of love. Spaces where fires start. Loin fires for the dominant forces. Figures on the lawn. Figures on the lawn, figures in a Sue Tompkins way. Anyway, I'm getting away from myself. As if I've got the time. Who cares about time when there's an infinite stream? An unsatisfied longing for terrestrial TV. They were the best laid plans, now the schedule's in your hands. TFI Friday and the Riverboat song means nothing. Did it ever mean something? SMTV Live, wonky donkey means nothing. Did it ever mean something? 
Did it ever mean something or was it just a phantom island like Plato's Atlantis trapped in the amber? Highlights on the high rise, never thinking Jerry would be the first to go. Highlights on the high rise, trapped in the amber. That's Laurie Shaw, Satellite Towns is the name of the track. As you hear, a couple of uh, choice references to 90s kind of pop culture there. SMTV Live, Wonky Donkey, TFI Friday, Jerry from the Spice Girls, and uh, the idea of living, what it's like to live in a town on the commuter belt, or uh, feel like you come from two places at once. I can kind of identify, even even though I grew up in Dublin. I moved to Kildare when I was eight or nine, and that chasm of <laughs> of difference between even though when you're when you're that age it feels massive you're suddenly suddenly different you're suddenly different when when you uh, move down an hour away uh, to not uh, feeling any different when you're living somewhere else so uh, i can identify with that um but yeah interesting he's a, he's a really good artist he has it's hard to di- dip in to what he's doing a lot of the times because he has so much music. So this is from a forthcoming record. But usually when I do dip in, there's always something there. And I think the last couple of years, um, last year in particular, has been a very uh, creative and uh, fruitful period for Laurie Shaw. Uh, the upcoming record is called Dove From Above. So that'll be on it. That's a nine minute song from it. Lovely. Um, My next and final Choice from this month is from Polly Jean Harvey, PJ Harvey. Um, the song is called A Child's Question, August, and it's from her an upcoming LP, which is coming out. Um, uh, I Inside the Old Year Dying. Of course. How could I have forgotten that? I mean, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this is A Child's Question, comma, August. Tell stories across the court. The That's Polly Jean Harvey, PJ Harvey. I don't. Was anyone expecting this um, when it before it was announced? Was there any indication that she had some I there was some new uh, album on the way? I don't think so. I mean, there was the the doc um, a couple of years ago, but I mean, we 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 heard all the music that kind of came out from that. I was personally surprised when I saw the announcement. Um, I lo- I quite like this song. It definitely grew on me the more I listened to it. Um, I don't think it gives away a lot in terms of the album. I think a lot of the kind of staples we've come to know from her are definitely here. Kind of slow droning rhythms, um, some like male harmonies in there, um, a very directness in her delivery. Um, and, you know, singing about tenderness and love is maybe a little bit of a departure, um, but still has that kind of like slightly strange atmosphere. Um but always interesting is Polly. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for the album. I 
I, I love her. Um, we had a very um, interesting week in the Discord Music League um, where we were choosing from, it was like the best song from a Mercury winning, Mercury Prize winning album. And obviously like she is one of the few artists who's won twice. Um, so I I think that there was a, a big rush to include um, a lot of PJ uh, in that in that list, but um, that's what kind of reminded me to include her. Um, but yeah, really like this song. Looking forward to the album. Um, like I said, can't remember when it's coming out, so maybe that'll be a surprise for me as well. Maybe July seventh, twenty twenty three. I inside the year old dying. Okay, um, that's PJ Harvey. My next choice is an album. It is a another artist who's playing here. Um, not not this weekend, but soon uh, in September. Um, her name is Cara Jackson. She's a former uh, poet, national U.S. National Youth Poet Laureate, and released her debut album. Do you know when there's like every Friday what I do is I go around and I look at uh, what albums have been released and uh, I make a list and make a note of them for the site. Uh, sometimes you just some sometimes a, a cover, you know, takes your piques your interests. And mm. this was the case with Cara Jackson. Uh, it just looks something like something interesting. The album's called Why Does the Earth Give Us People to Love? Um, she's from uh, Chicago, poet and songwriter. Uh, I think the best way to describe some of this music that I've heard from this album, now I have it again, I'd like to, I haven't given it more than two and a half listens, but it's quite dense and there's a lot of things going on, but it's also quite lovely. It kind of reminds me of, and funny enough, Pitchfork mentioned this in their review, which they gave best new music. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Joanna Newsom, if Joanna Newsom primarily used a, a guitar, a folky Ooh. guitar instead of a harp. So that's what some Color of it is. bit more regular. Yeah, so here is a song called uh, Dickhead Blues from Cara Jackson. Make a vacation out of you Damn the dickhead blues When you're stuck sinking in someone else's lagoon Like a spoon drowns in a stew Kind of meal are they making of you? Thinking Cupid calls for you, and of gum on someone's shoe makes me feel like I don't have a clue. My dilemma is always a dickhead who's drunk on the daily news, like coyotes and culottes clawing for coffee and open-toed shoes. I'm no longer amused by losers who find themselves losing me. That's why I choose. I'm not as worthless as I once thought. I am pretty top notch. I am pretty top notch. 
That is indeed pretty top notch. That's Cara Jackson. The song's called Dickhead Blues. And I want to play a little bit of another song as well, give you maybe a bit more of a regular idea of that's the Dickhead Blues, the one that brought me in. I was like, wow, this, this is really interesting. And I like that it's kind of moving uh, around in different ways. Uh, this song is called Rat from later on in the album. California calls and buys colors. His waves will behave, so now he doesn't bother. Shook the country from him like a cub clawing its father. Couldn't buy compassion cause it cost him forty dollars. That's uh, two songs there from Cara Jackson's uh, Why Does the Earth Give Us People to Love? Um, yeah, really intrigued by this album is playing um, The Workman's Cellar on Sunday, 10th of September. If it's not already sold out, it should be sold out. Uh, but uh, Dickhead Blues in particular was the one that gave me, showed me that there was something special going on here maybe and uh, brought me back. And so I'm still enjoying it an awful lot. And uh, yeah, it sounds it sounds really cool. I actually I think I found it on Bandcamp originally. Uh, but Cara Jackson, yeah. I and like then the since the release, been doing very... Yeah, I've been doing really interesting things and uh, getting good notices. So that's. Do you know if the Workman's Cellar gig is that? Um, will it be just him, or will he have a band, or what's it? Uh, her. Um, I think it's. I don't know. I that's don't okay. know. That's okay. Yeah, sounds really interesting. I like that. Yeah, she's from Illinois. So. She apologies. Yeah. Misgendering her. Um. Sorry. It's all music time. Great news, everyone. I remembered, or <laughs> Niall reminded me in time <laughs> to include an oldie. Um, so I've done that. But you, you go first, Niall, with your with your oldie. Okay. Well, while my song is old, uh, it, there is a reason I'm picking it is because um, Fridge are a band that uh, Kieran Hebden, aka Fortet, used to be in. Um, they were formed in 1996 by Hebden, Adam, and uh, Sam Jeffers. I actually saw them. One of my first ever gigs in Dublin with uh, like a memorable support. I remember seeing them play with um, Super Furry Animals in the Olympia way, way back. And uh, they released four albums in just their four years together. And their fourth album is called Happiness, which was released in 2001. It's kind of got a lot of the early kind of fortet vibe. You might imagine it's very atmospheric. It's They use a lot of live instrumentation. A lot of synthesizers and maybe some hip hip hop production techniques. So the album Happiness is getting a re-release essentially at the moment, uh, a, a reissue. And uh, so that reminded me of this tune that features on it called Cut Up Piano and Xylophone, which I really, really love. <laughs> Thank you. 
yeah, early Fortet vibes there, but that was the original band he was in called Fridge. Uh, a terrible name for a band, but sure. I think it's a great worse. name. Fridge. <laughs> Fridge is a great Fridge. word. Fridge. Uh, Fridge. <laughs> I like it. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Bands bands can have bad names. It's all right, isn't it? What about the the Fridge? <laughs> would you prefer the Fridge or the Fridges? I don't know. It's like the band Cake. It's just a bad name. Yeah. But you can own it. It's fine. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cake is a bad name for a band. The Cakes. See, the is just gives it the whole, like, we're trying too hard to yeah. do something that's not. Cake is at least, like, so plain and basic. It's like bread. That band, bread, is that's what a bad name. Bread is bad. <sighs> what else is bread bad? Bread is bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> someone who doesn't have a bad name, uh, my oldie for this month is uh goodbye yellow brick road by elton john i don't know i was listening to it yesterday it's the best song ever and here it is in case you don't know it <laughs> you know you can't hope forever i didn't sign up for you i'm not a present for your friends to open this boy's too young to be singing There he is, Elton John. It's just the best chord. Like, that when <laughs> yeah. it comes in, you're like, what the fuck is that? It's great. Um, Has Misty ever covered that one? No, I don't I don't think so. Oh my God, that God, would be ideal, wouldn't it? Let me Google yeah, it. I mean, it's just it's in made case. from. Made from. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Father Don Misty, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. No. No, he has a song called Goodbye, Mr. Blue. Damn. But I mean, yeah, The Guardian. In... Mention to him next time you see him anyway. I will. I will. Yeah. The next time I have an encounter with him at a festival and I'm too shy to talk to him. Anyway, <laughs> that's a story for another day. Yeah. I, I was listening to the Beach Boys, which I often do. And um, often when I listen to the Beach Boys, I think I'm also going to listen to Goodbye, Elbrick Road because it's just that like you know those big har- harmonies the, the the big chords and it's just it's still like you know it hits you every time you listen to it and the kids on tiktok um are enjoying this song which is so lovely i really love that um there's definitely a few kind of older tunes that they're that they're finding out about and gives me faith that they are still kind of you know this is their crate digging, you know, trying to get getting an Elton John song <laughs> to go viral, yeah. you know. Um, and the same is with it, the is it, is it the, good if it doesn't go viral? No, no, it's it's garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> but um, yeah, same with the Cass Elliot song, "Make Your Own Kind of Music." Um, and I suggested to you that uh, soon I will probably do a episode, a little deep dive into Cass Elliot. So I didn't choose that song this month, um, but there'll be watch the space for an episode on that okay 
Um, I have some honourable mentions in terms of some albums to check out if you if you're looking for some more recommended listening. Obviously, uh, there's plenty more of that on nylonline.com. But specifically, if you're looking for albums um, to check out, uh, it's 199 songs long. But I enjoyed Mac Marco's One Wayne G or what I heard of it so far. Didn't even know it um, was a yeah. thing. Oh, mostly instrumental, really. So you can kind of, you could skip the instrumental and just listen to the, the tracks with vocals, which are all, they're either dated or they have a title. There's one called, was it Proud Toyota or something like that, which I really liked. Um, Jesse Ware's album, That Feels Good. Sometimes Jesse Ware is a bit like too, like, I don't know what the word, like mum disco or something. But uh, yeah. I think she yeah. mostly gets past that. Uh, there's a great song on the on the album called Freak Me, I believe. Um, okay. But she, she has some bangers, even though it's it, she manages to avoid the over polite uh, disco thing. Um, it's like there's no like, it's not handbag disco. It's kind of like. What's handbag she's, disco? She's, she, oh, well, like that's probably an older term. Like Is handbag it like when, house was kind of the When term, all the ladies you know. put their handbags in a circle in the middle of the dance floor and dance around it? That's yeah, immediately what I told yeah. him. Oh, okay, yeah, I think right. so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've never heard that albums, term before. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, handbag house is was kind of the the term for early nineties like polite kind of disco music or like house music. Like that so, would that's uh, a band name. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. There you go. Uh, and then Nabaha Ipqual Ipqual. Um, she has an album out called Dreamer. Uh, really good. I like what I'm hearing from that so far. Kind of in the same way that Avalon Emerson's. Uh, recent work has gone from being uh, electronic kind of productions to more shoegazy stuff. That's what Nabaha Ipqual's uh, album sounds like as well. Um, kind of really interesting. I've, I've covered a lot of the stuff recently on the site, um, so you can check that out. Also, uh, Ron Morelli's Heartstopper, very much like a classic house style record. I enjoyed that. That came out last Friday. Cork artist, London-based um, Jenna Keating and Space, a vocalist-producer duo, have an EP out called Nine, which is really good. Uh, Leah Sen um, is a, a voice you might know from Joy Orbison and uh, also featuring a lot on the website. She's actually playing here with Billy Martin um, uh, on support in the next week or so. Um, so, but the EP that I love at the moment, there's two EPs, uh, You of Now, I think it's called EP Part 2. That came out very recently. Uh, ones to check out if you haven't, David Kitt's new album, Idiot Check. I've been enjoying uh, Kalela's album, Raven, because she was announced for a gig in August. And then uh, The Invisible, um, Dave Okumi has a solo album called I Can From Love. Uh, a really interesting album talking kind of about the black experience in the UK. Um, it has a stated ambition of aiming to be a tapestry of the black experience to explore ancestry, the legacy of slavery, what it means to exist in an unjust society and Akuma's own family history. Grace Jones appears on it, Eska, Quabs, Wesley Joseph, Robert Stillman, Anthony Joseph and Raven Bush. Really, really interesting album and uh, also very interesting visuals to associate with that. That's Dave Akumi, I Can From Love. So yeah, loads to, loads to recommend and loads to check out. So uh, yeah. Cool. Um, are enough. you um, reading anything? Any other business? TV reading? Movies? Not really. Um, can't say I'm reading much at the moment, other than New Yorkers <laughs> again. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't really watched a movie in the last couple of weeks either. Been yeah, succession. just Succession, really. Yeah. Um, That's it. I have a few books uh, that I read this month to recommend. Um, 
First is Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld. Um, it is a, a romance book, kind of a rom-com, but I really liked it because it's the, the main female protagonist in it is a writer at a um, Saturday night um, recorded live um, comedy sketch show called the night owls um but it's like the book is in two parts and the first the first part is like this this snl type show and it's nearly kind of minute by minute um like run up to the the show going live on saturday night from the perspective of a writer and she did a lot of um research into like the inner workings of saturday night live from it so it was it was really interesting i really i really enjoyed it i was influenced by caroline o'donoghue who hosts um sentimental garbage um because she was uh singing its praises on her instagram maybe um and i read it in like a day so yeah very nice read um and i read sophie white's new novel my hot friend um which I really enjoyed. Um, it's about three friends who, or three three women who are all having kind of friendship issues. Um, the main girl in it, I think her name is Claire, um, has uh, some mental health issues that are dealt with like really, really powerfully and really well in the book. I was really, really impressed by that. Um, and then there's another... Uh, there's two girls in it who host a podcast together um, called My Hot Friend. And one of them is like really problematic and always get like getting them into trouble with like their sponsors and stuff. So like it's it's a good laugh, deals with like very serious themes, but it's also like quite fun and funny. Um, and if you like Sophie White's other novels, her um, then you will like that. And I'm currently reading... Um, Oh, two books I'm currently reading, both of which I'm really, really enjoying. Um, Annie, Ma- Annie Mac, uh, Annie McManus, oh, yeah. uh, when, when she's a writer. Um, her new book is out this month. It's called The Mess We're In. It's about an Irish girl who is living in London um, and uh, kind of lives with a band, wants to make music herself. Uh, very kind of music industry, young people. I think it's set in the... I can't remember. I put it down a few days ago and, you know, when you get jumbled, um, yeah. it's set in maybe the 90s or, or, or the 2000s, set in the in the distant past anyway, um, but really, really enjoyable. I would recommend to pre-order that one. Um, I'm not quite sure when it's out, but I think it's out this month. And then the other book I'm really enjoying is A Strong Female Character by Fern Brady, who people might know from her appearance on Taskmaster. She's uh, also a stand-up comedian. And the book is about her um, her experience being diagnosed with autism um, as an adult woman. And she's kind of like, it's a memoir about like what it was like growing up in Scotland with her very, very Catholic family um, as an autistic girl and how difficult it is to be diagnosed as a girl or a woman with autism. But it's like very, very, very funny. Like, so I'm I'm listening to the audiobook because I would listen to her. Like, if you know her, you know, very distinctive, very strong Scottish accent. Um, 
like just the most beautiful voice I'd listen to or read the phone book. Um, so I'm listening to the audiobook and I would highly recommend the audiobook um to people, but it's yeah, it's had me absolutely like howling, but is also like deals with the topic really well. Um I think that's it for books. Let me see. Yeah. That's well, speaking of comedians, I'll jump in here and just say uh, that TV show on Netflix, Beef, um, has oh, some yeah. great episodes. Uh, Ali Wong, the comedian, is uh, it's her first dramatic role, I think. Um, mm. Previously only seen her doing stand-up and uh, is it Stephen Young as well? Yes. Uh, really uh, good um, cast and has a lot of interesting ideas and you're not quite sure where it's going. Um if you're looking for something to watch, I would recommend that mm. at the moment. Um, we watched uh, the first couple of episodes of, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's it's the Netflix documentary on D.B. Cooper, who is the guy who in the 1960s um, hijacked a plane, um, landed it safely, got all of the passengers off except for like the pilot and one air 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 cabin crew i can't remember what they're called um and then uh went back up in the air and parachuted out of the plane with the money and was never seen again um so it's about (laughs) him and the people who are like hunting for him it's like the doc like the story itself is, is like amazing um it like it's you know I'm of the belief that if you do something like that, the FBI shouldn't be allowed to, like, if you do something cool like that. I'm also of the belief that if you rob a bank and get away with it in 2023, <laughs> you should just be allowed to keep the money. Like, it's fine. But, um, yeah, the story's amazing. The documentary itself is good, but it's kind of that, like, you know, those kind of very formulaic Netflix documentaries that are out now where you can nearly just predict the exact patterns of like, okay, now we're going to go to this person and now it's going to be this shot. And some of the like recreation stuff are like a little bit cringe, but the story will carry it. So if you don't know the story of D.B. Cooper, like I'd I'd recommend that. I've only seen the first few episodes, but it's good. Um, And Harry and I rewatched Julia. Uh, which is the I think it was HBO Max show about Julia Child, um, the uh, person that was responsible for bringing French cooking to America and just has like the most beautiful performance by what is her name? She's she's the lead in Happy Valley. Yes. Sarah Lancaster plays uh, Julia Child and she does a better job than Meryl Streep did in um, Julie and Julia, which was also an incredible performance. But um, with someone like Julia Child, it's very easy to kind of do a parody of her because she's just such a ridiculous like person. (laughs) Um, But she's also, you know, just amazing and a trailblazer and all that. Um, It's it's a very, very, very sweet show. but uh, so like that, th- I don't know, there's maybe some parts of it where I'm like, OK, this is maybe a bit twee. Um, but D- David Hyde Pierce is in it as her husband and the actress who played Lilith 
in Frasier is also in it. So they're kind of back together in the show. It's really good. It's really enjoyable. If you like Julia Child, if you like cooking, if you like stories about like early television in um, in America, like public access television and things like that, then um, I'd say absolutely give it a watch. It's very nice. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's enough for this month. Uh, some recommendations, obviously. Uh, much more succession chat in the Discord. And yep. uh, if you want to. Big shoes, big, big shoes. There, big shoes. Big <laughs> shoes. Did you see that story uh, this week about um, a song from the Pixies? Uh, obviously, Where's My Mind is the one uh, which was causing havoc for people who have a playlist um, as their alarm in the morning for obvious reasons. Pixies uh, song, Where's My Mind, starts with uh, uh, Francis Black going. Uh, ooh, stop. Mm-hmm. And so the stop was being uh, taken by uh, the Android um, speaker or uh, whatever device it is as a stop command. So people's uh, alarms were not uh, actually waking them up at all <laughs> randomly uh, every now and again. So, <laughs> so are, are these people who had where is my mind as their alarm tone? There can't be more than 10 of those people in the world. There can't be. Well, I mean, there might be. There might be. It's a famous song and it's well known. But the As one particular tone. one. Yeah. Uh, imagine waking up to that every day. But uh, no, apparently this, it was uh, the person who, who talked about it and who shared it was actually um, had it as part of a playlist and was just oh, really confused for ages right. because they didn't know why the alarm wasn't going off sometimes. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, they didn't wake up after the first two seconds. And, yeah. Uh, and they finally figured it out after that. Do you so, use a uh, song yeah, as your alarm tone? No, no. I I need that like grating, high pitched Samsung, really? like like just straight up beep 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 beep. Like I can't if I have a song, I'm just I'm snoozing down. I'm gonna listen to the song, um, and I'm <laughs> gonna go back to sleep. Like I, I yeah, I definitely can't have songs as my alarm. Wait till tones. you get a bit older. Wait till you get a bit older. <sighs> Well, yeah, well, now I'm like, I, I need like... we are so young. I need like, so, I, young. so young. So now. young now. I need a team of people to like, God. Even like the, this time last year, certainly for like most of my late 20s, I was really bad at sleeping and I'd wake every day at like five, half five and I'd just get up um, and wouldn't be able yeah, to go back oh. to sleep. Now I'm like... A, brick I like I can't you cannot stir me you cannot get me out of the bed which I quite like um because I'm sleeping Good. more but anyway en- enjoy it while you can that's what everyone tells me you know? yeah like when you start to have uh, sleep issues you know you're getting a bit older like waking up in the middle of the night well, for I, no reason. well I'm hoping that I got all my sleep issues out of the way and now my, my sleep issues are that I'm gonna sleep too much which would be ideal yeah. I've, it's, I've I've a lot to make up for so yeah anyway (laughs) one more thing one more thing to share on the ai stuff and uh we mentioned grimes talking about how she wants people to use ai or was happy to do it she's uh registered a website called createsafe.notion.site elf tech grimes ai one voice print uh you can upload pre-recorded acapellas uh to be transformed into grimes voice uh users will receive receive uh Upload their recordings and receive Grimes versions in return. And uh, according to this, uh, can't see that going wrong at all. Mm, Yeah. So she is not claiming any ownership of the sound recording or underlying composition. So best of luck with that one, Grimes. Um, Oh, songs can be uploaded for distribution to DSPs via Elf Tech for $9.99 a year. What? 
Mm. Oh, it can only feature on that platform. That's what she's saying. Okay. Uh, or you can request approval for distribution before you get the process on another label, distributor, or platform. That is not elf.tech. So all you, elf.tech. all you have to do is write the song. <laughs> yeah. I and upload it to Grimes' own streaming platform. <laughs> That's enough from, from us this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. And uh, enough. Enough from us. But thanks for listening. Um, thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Let Niall. us go and... Um, and go forth and listen to more music and uh, chat to you all next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.